Hello and welcome back. Latest episode of the Master Num Podcast. Uh, we're back again with our weekly review of the Super Rugby Arturoa, week six. Um, and possibly, I don't know, we keep seeing this every week, but these games just keep being like amazing. Uh, <laughs> like sometime we're going to have to have like a real snooze fest for one of these games, but it hasn't happened yet. But I'm here. It's not fair because we're going to have to go back to the sports ground at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <We're>, I know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be windy and it's going to be cold. Yeah. And like we know they can play good rugby, but the, like not to that standard. The, I don't the, think, stuff has to align, like all the various variables have to align. Whereas yeah. like it just seems like in New Zealand, they're like, let's just play good rugby and do our thing and make the rest of the world jealous that we, they can witness it firsthand as well. Playing good rugby, how obnoxious. I feel very pampered, you know. I'm getting very used to like staying in bed all morning on Saturday watching rugby on my laptop. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I can go back. Yeah, <laughs> I know it is. It's great. Uh, yeah, two two great games again this week. We obviously Saturday morning Hurricanes versus Blues, which was just amazing as a game. It was so back and forth. I think we said on our WhatsApp we're like, I don't know if it's just if it's bad defense or just great attack because like neither team could stop each other at any stage. It seemed uh, this obviously has turned out to be the Lamapi kind of show as we always say uh, with an absolutely cracking first try no one no one goes around Bowden and beats him for pace that just doesn't happen in uh, except for Dane Bowden. Coles like three weeks ago maybe Bowden <laughs> <the opposite, laughs> right? yeah like I think genuinely I genuinely think that uh, we pulled a number we, <laughs> we <laughs> Hurricanes, yeah. pulled absolute, Hurricanes pulled an absolute number on the blues there with that one they're like yeah you can have Bowden we got Geordie it's fine <laughs> do, you, do you think the Japanese team are like eh we might just hold back and will not take I thought we were getting the bar to pay for the hurricane. Yeah. You know? I yeah. That's who we signed. I thought that's what we signed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard, I heard there's a few Scottish scrum halves that plan to retire. We might just get them in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Similar pace. Similar pace. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that first try as well. I think we have to mention uh, Aratory Black's attempt of a tackle. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's not fun seeing you know that animal of a man running towards you. And I would have done nothing better. But, you know, try and go low, maybe. I don't know. He just kind of, yeah. he tried to hug him up top and it was never going to end well. Wesley, what he, did he you tried to He tried to, he tried to overpower him. And like, that's a bad idea anyway against someone like Lamapi. But let alone Lamapi had what, like 30, 40 yards of pace built. <laughs> like, it's, you can't stop a steam train. Like, I, think, I think, I think, I think Black is uh, bitching out of the tackle. He's doing what? Like I used to do, I used to be shit scared of tackling, and he's doing what I used to do, which is almost kind of force the like their momentum to take you. Uh, <laughs> you just gotta get on on the end of it. Like Wesley, there's a great photo of you trying it in uh, China against. <laughs> against oh uh, wow! Big, Shots fired. Big, Shots fired. Guy. I got him down. I made the tackle. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, well, see, this, the ugliest tackle you've ever seen. Arthur but I got Tony it. Black technically made the tackle, that, but it didn't think, do anything. I think, I think he just wasn't aware of where he was standing. I think yeah. he thought he was standing about five yards in field and was trying his hardest to just bring him down in some way. Either that, or he was trying to force the held up because he knew he wasn't going to be able to knock him back. Because that was, like you said, now Mappy is running for forty yards, full pace, not interrupted either. Like there was no even like he didn't even have to break stride. It was just pure. 40 meter dash <laughs> this is what I'm going to do and he just but, minced him but even some bug got in his way at some point yeah, yeah. For some the try, parrot bug I don't know he just kind of uh, squashed like, him yeah. for the try the pass there was a big looping skip pass to him and I was like what the fuck are you doing like just three minutes in play it through the hands or whatever and then he just went step and go and he's gone <laughs> and I don't that. think Bowden did anything he didn't like 
do anything wrong. He just got done. No, he was just beaten yeah, on the just, outside. Yeah. But he planted his feet. You can see he kind of plants his feet when Mappy lines him up, and Mappy steps him and then leaves him in the dust. Like. Not, yeah. Odin should have, he should have stayed on his t- tips of his toes. Yeah, but he yeah. just got but, skin on the outside, like which is again not that uh, not often you see that. But he then he then tried to actually make a tackle on Mappy later on in the yes. game. Uh, with a very similar circumstance, I was <sighs> absolutely bosh. Yeah, I think the Blues need to work not... on the less less of these kicking games, maybe some tackling drills for the boys uh, <laughs> this week. I was looking at it like uh, I was looking at the stats for Lomapi just from the game because coming out of it, like it wasn't those two moments, it was the entire game. He looked so dangerous, even we were talking and it was like 60 minutes in, we we're like, oh, maybe Kane's are tiring a little bit, and then it came to 75 and he was doing it again. But I'm reading here, it's like he uh. He made 15 runs and gained 133 meters. He broke five tackles and made three line breaks. Like those are their NFL running back stats. Like that's. I'm surprised you know, it's only five tackles broken. If I'm being honest, I thought yeah, but that's because he's le- like he's five broken tackles is five people that managed to get close enough yeah. to make contact with him. He's got 500 people lining up behind him, lying on the ground, missed tackles. Like. Yeah, it was incredible. But again, the game the game just kept going. Like like within a couple of minutes, Bowden Barrett scores his own pretty much you know amazing try. He, Show and goes TJ Paranara and he just gone again. That's you. You realize how quick like, Mappy is when you see Bowden in full flight. It's incredible. Like the, Jordy couldn't come across and stop him. He scores his own try, uh, and then we're kind of evened up again. Like it was a cracking start to the game. Yeah, it was good, and it was good to get the Canes fans on Bowden's back straight away. Yeah. Like scoring, like they were booing him anyway, and then he scored the try, and they really got on him. And it's like it makes you so happy to see like rugby played in front of crowds because I've been watching the soccer and even the Australian uh, version of Super Rugby AU, and it's like without the crowds, you get used to it, but it's not the same. And I think the atmosphere can't be replaced. Like you, there's an intensity which comes with atmosphere. And watching them play in front of crowds, even though they are, their crowds are falling numbers wise. They're not full like they were the first weekend at all. But it's just so good to see that because the crowd were getting on Bowden's back and giving them a bit of abuse, and it was like. That's what you like to see because you think that try from Bowden Barrett was almost like a I'll show them for booing me, will I? And then yeah. went show and go and went for it. Like, yeah, but even the commentators, I think the commentators were like, Oh, that's one way to silence the booing, and the booing just got 10 times <laughs> worse from that moment yeah. on. Like, if, yeah, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, I'm gonna boo harder. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna be like, All right, fair enough. But uh, that, just as you mentioned there in the crowd, Sam, what do these people want? Like, you're getting the best rugby in the world, and you're not showing up to watch it. Yeah, but this has been a problem with Super Rugby across the board from day one. Uh, like They've never had full crowds consistently. They have big games every once in a while, but people don't buy into it as much. Like, you know, the Mitre 10 is so big over there. People are more involved with that, and that's one of the problems which comes from manufacturing these teams. Like, in, you know, we have our provinces in Ireland that have been provincial teams for years, but when Super Rugby rocked up, whenever it was, uh, or mid-90s, 95, yeah, 94, 95? Uh, 96. 96, yeah, when that happened. They started just kind of hand-picking teams. Uh, but people stick with their Mitre 10 teams, with their local teams and stuff. And I think that's one of the problems. Another problem is probably just down to affordability. Like, you know, in some of the places where games are on, there might not be huge, massive populations. It's not like going to a Dublin or a London. There's small cities, like, in, in New Zealand. And some of them just might not have, like, that big a population that want to go to a game like 30,000 people every week. You know, we have a lucky at the sports ground where we can look like we're sold out at five or 6,000 people. But if we had a 15, 20,000 seater stadium, we wouldn't sell out yeah. and it would look empty. And that's the problem, you know? 
That's what I mean. That's the one of the points is worth mentioning is that like they are playing these matches in like Huge international stadiums. So like there was, I think they said there was uh, ten thousand people at the uh, Highlanders game, but yeah. it, like it didn't look like that because all you kind of see, your eyes are drawn to the empty yeah. space in the crowd. Well, I just noticed yeah. that because uh, Bowden is kicking a conversion later in the game. And behind the post, it's just this like, empty section, completely empty. There's not a soul. Uh, just Did Bowden get that conversion? No, he missed. He missed. He missed. No, he missed. But Jordy in uh, okay, let's, 76. Let's just, let, we'll get to it. But let's just <laughs> pump the brakes on the Jordy versus Bowden stuff for the time being. We'll get to you it. can't we'll pump those brakes. We'll get I'm to sorry. it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, blue score again. They tried, with... to pump, they tried to pump Lamapi's brakes. And it's just <laughs> uh, shout out to R. Terry Black. Uh, <laughs> 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 Hope you're recovering during the week. R. Terry speed bump. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, blue score again, though. Uh, quickly off a of mall. Uh, which I thought that now here they go like this is this is the Blues that you know again we questioned how how like mentally strong they are and I thought that's what you know early setback to go and score two tries at the bounce then the Hurricanes come back and the Hurricanes score a try and I, I keep this keeps happening and I want to know what you guys think Dan Coles bit of a dick there's <laughs> <laughs> no like, business been that nimble can, like, it's no ridiculous. but not even that like they score a try and he's pushing lads and he's rubbing boys in the head and it's just like we get it Dan Coles you score a try. Stop being a dick. I just I think personally, what new, do you guys think? I think that's a bit of a New Zealandy kind of thing. I think that they do just like they they slag each other quite like Irish people do. Like uh, I think they all know each other so well from the international scene that I don't really think it's dickish. I think it's like you see Bundy doing it uh, all the time with like players that he knows from the past. You know, you kind of get under their skin and get in their head, and then at the end of the game, they're best friends. Like I think that's just a normal kind of New Zealander sort of thing, and Irish people do it as well quite well like you know you get under your opposition number skin and then after the game you're best friends with them again like yeah what do you think Westy what's your opinion on Dane Coles uh, I, I'm enjoying it I mean it's because I love anybody that brings a bit of personality into the game and I think he definitely does that yeah like, it's entertaining but he knows he has no business scoring these tries so he he just soaks it up you know yeah just on my on my dick list he's he's questionable at the moment I'm not quite sure I'm not quite sure you gotta be a bit of a dick to be successful man yeah, that's why you're so unsuccessful. Oh, I just that's, a, that's like a backhanded compliment, Westy, because I'm saying you're a nice guy. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, about exactly. Keep you on your toes. I get back in my box. <laughs> Half time, fifteen, fifteen. You know, I think though. I think we we said at the time. I feel like the Hurricanes were the better team in that first half. They had way more opportunities, but just couldn't kind of finish them off. Uh, as a Canes squad player, Sam, that must have been frustrating. It was. I was. I was messing. I was messing the two of you on. A, I was messing the two of you during the game. It was actually really frustrating. Not so much that Canes weren't finishing their chances. Uh, they they were very dominant and running so hard. Like uh, Karifi was running ridiculously hard, and Savi as well. Like they they're kind of their yards after contact. I tweeted about it was just it, sensational. I'd love to see the stats for that. Like how many yards they're getting after contact because. They're, make, they're getting the first tackler, second tackler, third tackler, and still getting three or four yards. And they were breaking that game line, just not scoring. But what was more frustrating, really, watching it was, like, Blues essentially had four attacks, four tries. Like, there was the, the mall tries were coming in, and it was just like, Canes weren't defending badly. Like, the the one for Bowden thing, that was a great show and go, and it absolutely sold it to TJ Parnar. Like, it was frustrating to watch, but you can't really do much about a moment of brilliance like that. But the other ones were all stoppable, and they were defending really well and then two three more tries coming in like that just that's you're going to get punished if you keep that up like you know it was great 
but Kane's definitely should have, I think, won by more. They should have kept them out. Of those four tries, maybe two shouldn't have gone in. They should have defended a bit better for those because the rest of the defensive game was fine. It was just frustrating to watch a team be quite dominant and concede and be behind for portions of the game when they should have been ahead throughout. This is- I want to throw a stat at you. Oh, Westy. Yeah. There were millions. I, I, this is a little statistic. There were millions of rolling mall tries in Super Rugby this weekend. <laughs> millions. And that's a fact. They, I mean, that's a fact. They, they were non- they were everywhere. I yeah. have never seen so many no, rolling malls in Southern Hemisphere rolling rugby in my tries. life. Rolling mall tries were this week's charge down. Oh, they're, yeah. they're in yeah. fashion this week. No, but legitimately, yeah. what was your thinking in that game? Like four out of the six, or yeah, the, five out of the eight, whatever yeah. it was. Hurricane's first try was. Oh, sorry, Hurricane's second try was rolling mall. Yeah, Dan Cole scored. Papa Ely's try was a Papa rolling Lee, mall. Yeah, Dan Cole's. No, he didn't score. Uh, yeah, that one was Blues as well. Yeah, true. Uh, it's just and the same in the other game as well. Like, I mean, it's I've never seen it. I don't know how to react to it in Southern Hemisphere rugby because it's not a yeah, thing. I don't want. I don't want to creep into Southern Hemisphere rugby. Want, <laughs> it's the only thing that Ireland have. It's the only thing we're good <laughs> think, at. If they get good at it, we're screwed. I want, I want refs to start clamping down a bit on this. I don't want those Southern Hemisphere boys getting too good at the old set pieces. Like, the, the line-outs going to shit was all right. But they've, they've, they've sort of turned that around as well. I've seen there yeah. some, This is really bad for the rest of the world. This is not good. Yeah. It's like they're trying out to see what they're bad at and then getting good at it while the rest of yeah. us can't leave our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's tough to practice line-outs in your kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's tough. Um, High ceilings. High ceilings, yeah. But uh, yeah, Hurricanes score right after the halftime break. But then the Blues come back again, equalise and go ahead again, which I'm like, you know, this is unbelievable. The Blues just won't go away in a game where, as we said, for the majority of it, I feel like they were second best. This is where my Saturday morning went uh, pear-shaped. Uh, it was, what, 70, 70, when did they score the try? The last 76 try? minutes. 76 minutes. Uh, <laughs> my housemate downstairs put on the toaster which totally uh, shot the internet or the electricity in the house and everything went black for two minutes. So, and Sam then puts up in the WhatsApp for people listening at home, can't believe they did that. Now jury to win it from the sideline, which I responded with, that's obviously not true. That would be, that would, that would be too exciting and too unrealistic. But of course it was true. But I wanted to ask you guys actually, because you were watching it. So, the highlight packages, it never shows a clear grounding for that hurricane strike. Was it was it a, I, was it obvious or was it questionable? I uh, I think the I think the refs on the pitch went with the wrong question. So they, they said it was a try and they, they didn't see a grounding. I d I don't think anybody saw a grounding. It's well, this, on field decision yeah, is a try. This why I was Any reason I can't award. Surely in the highlights you would show the grounding if it was clear and obvious, which they didn't. I don't think it Sam, was. Sam, could you see that from the bench? Uh, from inside the mall, I was the one on the ground. Clapping <laughs> <laughs> here, but uh, no, like like Wes was saying, I think that that's a wrong question. I think that that wasn't the only time this weekend as well. The refs were kind of just doubtable as well. It's it's such a hard thing to do, like seeing a grounding. Like if you're a defensive mall that's going to shit, just make it really hard for anyone to see anything. Like just fall all over the place. Like that that's a good tactic because the ref has to ask a specific question. Like yeah. Wes was saying, if they they ask the wrong question, they can shoot themselves in the foot. Like, you know, the try yes or no is the ultimate question. Like, yo, know, just is it a try or is it not? It takes, but yeah, then it's a different, yeah. Then a ref's not backing themselves, you know. I, like, is there any reason why I can't award the try? It's so different because 
they have to then see it definitely not hitting the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I, I feel like the referees, they're trying to stay away from TMO nearly as much as possible. Like, I feel like if this was in a Southern he- or Northern Hemisphere league, I think we would have seen a lot more TMO decisions. Oh. Which I'm, you, I'm you not saying look- it's good or bad, but I feel like they're definitely actively trying to, like, you know what, more, you know, if they can't see it, more likes try, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll blow the try, which I think is good and bad in certain ways, but I, let's not let that take away from the next massive moment, which was obviously Jordy Barrett slotting a monster of a kick. Uh, he's got two big testicles on him, and I respect him for that. But I have to, his, his kicking technique is so much more natural than Bowden's. Bowden's is so... I feel like every time Bowden runs up to the ball, he's going to shank it. I just It just doesn't look natural. Do you think that? Like, Jordy is actually... like It's properly athletic looking, and it looks like he... He looks like he's been kicking since he was, you know, young. Where Bowden, it looks like... I don't know. It just it looks weird, doesn't it? I, I think there's a lot more kind of effort put into Bowden's kicks. He's really, he's really putting the boot through it and trying to get as much behind it as he can. And he's a great kicker, obviously he is, but... I think that like when Jordy was kicking, you know, the big one from two weeks ago, uh, and then that last one last week as well. Like it's, I think that he is he's hitting it far more naturally. But he's just he's a much bigger person. Yeah. Like he's got a lot less effort to put into it. Like there's a picture of the two of them sitting beside or standing beside each other after the game. He's got about two two three inches on him. Yeah. And Cody's not small. Like he's six one or six two maybe. Mm. Like he's not a small player either by any stretch of imagination. So Jordy is absolutely huge for a back like a fullback. Uh, which is great athletically to have him because he's so solid in the air as well. He took some great he ones did, out yeah. of the sky. They, I remember in the no, first uh, half they put a massive up on him and it was a really tough one to defend and he came down with it, which you know probably settles his nerves for the rest of the game, but massive. But obviously Hurricanes hold on and get the win. But the big question now I think is, you know, both teams have won three and lost two. Blues are just slightly ahead in points, but... It's a real question now. Which which team is better? I, I, you know, last two weeks I would have clearly said Blues, but they're on a two losing streak now. I know one of them was Crusaders, which is tough. But um, yeah, I will, as a Blues defender, I will have like to note Blues are without Hoskins Tutu and Caleb Clark for that game. Which as yeah, I was uh, I was gonna put up in the group chat before the game start like hashtag not my Blues. Hashtag not my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, no Clark, that was a two two. I'm, I'm out. Two massive. You know, game-changing players, which I'm not saying it would have swung the game, I would have not. We also said earlier as well, as you said, Sam, Hurricanes were the better team in this game. They could have been a more decisive victory. But I'd like to keep that. That is something you have to put it into consideration. Yeah. If Hoskins and Caleb Clark was there, who have been two of our highlight players from the first five weeks. Oh, they've been brilliant. So, that's what do you think, though? Like, Westy, now, if you were picking one right now, winner takes all, your life depends on it, I get to shoot you in the face. <laughs> which, you know, I'm not saying I want to, I'm just saying... Who am I picking? Then the team. Yeah, who are you picking? Because that's um, the question now. It's a viable question. I think, I think overall in the competition, I think Blues have been more impressive. I think Canes took two games to get going properly. Um, it was only really after the the bye week that we've kind of seen them come alive. Since Jordy um, came back, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. I think since Jordy came back. Um, yeah, I think. I think at the minute, I think. Blues have been the better team throughout this tournament. Now, I'm not saying they will become the end of the tournament, but I think at this point, you know, those two games were relatively close. Um, and in their other games, I think, yeah, I think Blues are... I think if we're looking at somebody to beat Crusaders, it's, it's Blues is still our best chance. Sam, as a... But let's face it, I mean, that's the problem here now. Sorry, is that like, Crusaders can't be caught now. So. Yeah, well, they can, was, but they won't. That was, the, that was the... Yeah, we were like, oh, great game, but it sort of ruined the rest of the competition. <laughs> 
but Sam, obviously, I think we know which one you're going to pick. But yeah, well, no, uh, I'm just from what Wes you were saying. I think that the your know, Blues have their two losses now, uh, where Canes had their two losses at the start. The Crusaders game went relatively similar for both teams. Both teams, like for Blues and Canes, both were close games, and the Crusaders just kind of hit the gas for the last ten minutes and went away with it. Uh, but I think personally, I think the Canes have the momentum swing now. Uh, they're they're coming into a good run of form. Like this, two two losses on the bounce like this for Blues. Like you don't know how that's going to affect them setback. Now Artero Black is out. Bowden is he going to shift into out half or is he going to stay at full back where he's been like not unimpressive but not great Westy. either. Like, is it time? Westy. Back. Is it time? He's coming in. Is it my time? boy DC, my Lord and Savior, old Blue Eyes himself. Blue yeah, well, if you if you're going to stick him back in, right? You, what you do is you pay that. Pub team hooker to come and hit him late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprise call but, up for uh, this random player. Well, I, I think that that's a big question for them now. The Artero Black injury didn't look great. Uh, you hope that he's okay. It looked it looked serious enough. But like, yeah, Bodie came in, then he played it out half. Like his try came from essentially he was the, the the first receiver. Like he was playing the out half channel for his try. Is that where he's going to be a bit more effective? Is he going to want to move to that position? more often if that's where he has eyes because he said even in his interview after the game that's where he feels most comfortable uh, and if you're paying big money for him like Artero Black's playing well but you know it might be a case where Bodie has a chance now to step up at out half and if that works out for them great uh, Blues will definitely be an impressive team with him playing at out half but it could be you know make a break for him and is actually playing out half position he's getting his chance now whereas like you know Artero Black was rightfully keeping him out of the position the last few weeks so I think that Canes have the momentum at the moment. It's kind of hard to tell because they both have the two losses. They just have them at different periods. I'd prefer to get my two losses out of the way and then go into a, like a winning streak and players like Savi are coming back and like Lomapu playing the way he did. You know, that's just going to like, they're just going to build in confidence from that and you hope they continue that on. Because like Blues have to now pick themselves up and see how they're going to react to the two losses in a row. Yeah, personally, I, I would still pick the Blues just because, um, like I think Wesley said, they've been a bit more impressive in their actual wins. I think the Hurricanes, I know the first the first win they held on a bit because it was, you know, yellow, red cards. The second game as well, it hung on a little bit. They were very impressive at the weekend there, I have to say. So they could be on more of a, you know, a rise compared to the Blues. But again, yeah. I, I think they definitely have the firepower to take on, uh, you know, a Crusaders again. Everton has to click, obviously, and it has to be a perfect game. But uh, I still would slightly give the edge to the Blues. But like, realistically, how many how many minutes do we think? Sorry, back to the Dan Carr stuff. How many realistically minutes do we think he has in him at that level? He's not coming first. He's not coming straight back in for an eighty-minute game. No, not a chance. No like, do you start he, him he, and could bring him off after 50, 60 minutes, or do you bring him on for the last thirty minutes? Wasn't I he meant to be on the bench the game out. He was meant to be on the he bench. Be, yeah, he had a niggle with his um, Achilles, I believe, or his uh, ankle, maybe, or something along the lines of that, which was really disappointing. But if Black's out now, we have to surely see him. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I will hopefully... Let me just see. I think, I think... Is that the Saturday game? No, I think Sam not. is right. I think it's it's not going to be more than 20. I'd, I'd, love, like, I'd love to see it happen in, in two games or so. But like I think, realistically, last 20 minutes, last 15 minutes... Yeah, that, that's all. That's all he's gonna be on for. But I mean, he has potential to have an amazing. Yeah. One player to have to close out a game like you're, you're 10, 15 points up, you know, holding on to a lead. You bring in a player like that who can just put the ball on a fucking sixpence 
anywhere on the pitch if he can still kick like we don't know anything well, like well this is the thing we're we're, no. we're 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 thinking of Dan Carter from the Lions test in 2005 when was it yeah, like... so different well, have you seen him? He has. Have you seen him? He hasn't aged a day. So I'm, I know he hasn't I'm aged he has, a hasn't... day to look wise, Westy. But that's not how the human body works, yeah. unfortunately. The body, the body, is <laughs> yeah. the mind is strong, but the body, <laughs> yeah, is exactly. But, <laughs> it's uh, we'll move on to the the second game, which was Sunday, and again, just a bit of backdrop to our WhatsApp conversations here. <laughs> I watched the highlights of this game. I think at around nine o'clock Sunday morning uh, when I woke up <clears> in bed. Uh, immediately text into the group because I know Sam likes to watch them later so I was like Sam have you watched this game he's like no I won't be able to watch it till like it was like 1 o'clock wasn't it like it was yeah it was, I, I got up for the 10 o'clock showing like as I do every Sunday and then for some feckin reason uh, what was on instead of it like darts was on so they moved it back to 12 o'clock so I was like no sorry I can't get to watch till 12 so, so I'll talk to you about it after that it was nearly 2 o'clock before I got to you know laugh my ass off on the whatsapp oh program. my god or like even tweet I didn't even tweet about it because I was like Sam's gonna probably see it but as everyone who knows who's watched this game the Chiefs started off amazingly the Chiefs were 24 nil up at one stage in this first half no sorry it was first yeah first half they were 24 nil yeah. up at one stage even at half time 24-7 up playing well like looking good like finally here it is you know against the Highlanders which is probably the second weakest team but still like a you know decent Highlanders team and then, not only that, sorry, started the second half with a try. <laughs> not even, it wasn't even a full half collapse. It was started the second half, Chiefs score a try. I'm like, this is it. I can't believe it. They're finally going to get a win. And my hashtag Gatland out will stop trending worldwide for the first time since we started it. But no, this is a, a, a collapse of all collapses. I just, Westy, what did you think when you, did you, did you watch it full or just the highlights? I- I actually, I didn't see the yeah. game and I'm heartbroken because I actually, so I was on, I had to get an early bus on Sunday morning and you guys were talking about watching it. I knew I was going to miss it. So I actually checked the score and I, I couldn't believe it. Like I actually couldn't believe. Same here. Happened. It was um, almost, I like for our podcast and the jokes we make, it was almost perfect. <laughs> it was, it was brilliant. This is what I want to ask. I, I want to ask Sam who watched the full game. What happened? Yeah. How? It's, like, it's actually hilarious. Like, I was talking to Smurf about this uh, the other day, and, like, Chiefs were fucking excellent. Like, really fucking good. And I was like, okay, okay. And it wasn't even, like, Gatlin ball. It was, like, super rugby art to row. It's like they went, okay, fuck it. We'll play like everyone else, and we'll do this, having a bit of crack thing. And they were fucking, they were playing so well. It was, like, free-flowing rugby and stuff. And they were up. And then... They were capitulating and the tries were coming in and it was like, ah, they can't be giving up that. Uh, ah, no way. And then even fucking Highlanders tried to help them along and not capitalize. They, like Highlanders could have like drawn the game level with 10 minutes to go, but they made so many fucking mistakes and didn't punish the Chiefs. The Chiefs like really fucking tried to fuck this up. Like it was so bad. Like it was, uh, it was, it was hard to watch. I was like texting you lads. I was like, they're not. Nah, I know. Nah, they're not. Like, they'll, they'll win this one. They, it'll finish up like 30, what is it, 31 to, it'll finish up like 31 to 25, and people will be like, oh, those Chiefs are a bit sketch. Yeah. And then they absolutely gave up at the end. Like, it was. One of the things I did, I did see, kind of, I did kind of make note of in the highlights was that anything <laughs> kind of, anything great that happened from a Highland perspective seemed to be Aaron Smith yeah. central. 
I yeah, think oh. I, I think he got a bit of a, a bit of a spanking off DJ Paranara last weekend. And I think he kind of came out with a point to prove. He uh, was for sure in the second half anyway, I don't know about the first half. Oh, he was absolutely brilliant. He was he was really running the show, but he was running like uh you know, we talked about Cooney in the past, kind of playing like a French scrum half. Like he was he wasn't really in the scrum half position at all. He was making breaks like a good out out half for first center. He was excellent. He was he was bringing players into it so well. It was he dominated the game like uh but then like Mackenzie had a disallowed try as well so they could have gone even further ahead and like the TMO was wrong in this case yeah I've seen the commanding said that that was the wrong decision they've come out and said that they weren't actually supposed to be allowed to look at it because of the amount of phases back it was and Gatlin's after coming out and being like yeah I'm not going to give out about it because there was an infringement you know but we just need consistency if they're going to look at stuff that far back they have to look at stuff that far back in every game but I think Yo, if this was two, three games ago and they weren't on a six-game losing streak, I think Gatland would have been a lot more vocal about it. Uh, I think at the at the moment he's really got no like high horse to be on, so he was just kind of being calm and just being like, "I'm not going to blame anyone else for this losing streak. I'm just going to let leave. Like it's our fault. We can't blame a bad TMO decision. You know, it's six games now. It's not like a one-off thing. Uh, which, in, in fairness, like we we don't think of that with Gatland we think of Gatland being a prick like and calling out everyone and telling everyone how much of an asshole they were so yeah exactly I I don't like that though like and I, I think I said to you guys before about like world rugby coming out and saying oh that decision was wrong and the rest saying that like you made the decision it doesn't matter now if, if it was wrong or not like let people argue about the media stop coming out and saying oh yeah we should you know you're just fueling fire for no reason think- no one no one benefits from that do it yeah, internally think- with the refs have a meeting with the refs yeah but don't like, why announce it like that? I think it's just with the, the age of social media, it's just created accountability too much. Whereas if they don't get the upper hand and come out and say, oh, yeah, we acknowledge that that was a mistake and that won't happen again, then fucking the Twitter sphere is just going to come out and just abuse people. And, like, you get the upper hand and you just say it's done and it's over. And Gatlin's made a statement and saying that they're not going to give out about it. It stops fucking assholes with eggs as their Twitter handle going 90 about it all week and blaming, like... Come the end of the season, it's a meaningless thing. Like, Chiefs are never going to win anything. But people will still throw that back in everyone's yeah. face. You see it in soccer so much. There might be, like, one thing happened in a game two years ago that still brought up as an argument for everything. It's all these anonymous little Twitter trolls doing it. So I think that that's why they do it now, is they kind of try and get the upper hand and acknowledge things to get it done with and swept away, like, you know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, Westy. Like, you know, it doesn't benefit the Highlanders you know, they've already won the game. It doesn't benefit the Chiefs. They're, if anything, more pissed off now about the, you know, the loss. But I can see it then what you're saying, Sam, as well. It is kind of, yeah, look, we, we, and I, you know, refs are human. They're going to make mistakes and at least they're not dodging that. But lads, I think, you know, as we've said before, and we've all, we've said it with tongue in cheek and jokingly about Gatlin and stuff like that. I think the question now has to be asked, how bad is this for Warren Gatlin? Like how, how much worse does this have to get before his job security is actually, genuinely on the line. I think this is a kind of moment where his ridiculous contract is going to probably come in handy for him. Because like you do have to remember that before COVID, they, I think, I think their record was four and two or something like that. Or, you know, they, they, they had, they were winning, you know, they had won a few games. And I think they did one or two big wins. Even I think they might've beat the Crusaders at one point. Um, so you have to give him credit for those wins. Those wins still matter in terms of his career, not in terms of the Super Rugby Arthur League. League. Um, but yeah, you know, a couple of months away now with the Lions, 
you know, could take the heat off him. Um, but again, I said it before, like it's obviously going to take a year or two for a system to come into play. So like that third year back could now just be ridiculous. Like I don't understand it to be perfectly honest. Like there, there are other people who can coach the Lions. I, I don't know how Chiefs agreed to this ridiculous setup. And I don't know. I think, yeah, okay, it gives Gatlin an out now, but this could make everything worse. So, yeah, see, I think I think what it does really is like because I, I don't think he's under pressure at all. Like realistically, I think that this Super Rugby Arthur Rowe thing, it's it's turning into an unbelievable spect- spectacle for all of us to watch rugby. But I don't think any of them envisaged it actually being that important because it's a five-team internal league. I think the fact that it's the only thing on, it's getting a lot of praise and stuff, and because the shit show that is their actual league is all over the place, and no one knows what's gonna happen with it. So I don't think that this is overly important in terms of like his career uh Wes was saying like he's you know it's going to take a year or two to come like to come into it and to get his systems in place but I also don't think like from looking at it with the Lions thing like the Lions thing was probably agreed before the Chiefs thing was agreed oh yeah Uh, or it definitely was sorry but uh I, I think that you know the Chiefs decision I think was more probably pressure from New Zealand trying to get him back into the system with an eyes on eventually coaching the national team in some regard. Uh, so, you know, him just being in the system works for them. You know, he might end up becoming in this year off, there might be a change to the entire structure and he might become like, you know, chief's director of rugby over a coach or, you know, chief's coach under a director of rugby. Like that could all happen in the next year. They don't know where the league is going to be at next year. There's talk I read earlier that they're still pushing for, you know, an Anzac, Australia, New Zealand kind of coalition with South Africa completely out the way. And trying to yeah. offload, like, you know, trying to pull in one, but offload Japan and Argentina as well. So until that's decided, he's very, very secure in his job because, you know, there's no job there really. Like, he's he's doing this Super Rugby Archer all thing because it was a great workaround that they could introduce because their com- country were so much more competent than everyone else in terms of dealing with COVID. But if their country was like any other country in the world and hadn't been that competent, there would be literally no league right now. And his career would have been judged on how well he was doing in the actual league that he had been planning for from his preseason onwards. And I just checked, they actually did beat the Crusaders 25-15. Sorry, Sam, go on. Yeah. So, like, that's, you know, that's what he had planned for. He had tried to start introducing the system with a long-term plan and then has been thrown this complete curveball. And it's worked for some coaches. It's not worked for him. But I don't think he can be really held that accountable for it. You know, it's, it's such a fucking... Yeah, I know what you. So I know. Poor, what you, I know what you mean. It just. It's at the moment. It's literally the worst case scenario for everyone involved. It's bad for him because it's ruining his. You know, not ruining, but it's definitely putting a, a dampener on his legacy as a coach. You know what I mean? Because he's been brilliant with Wales. His Lions record is you know impeccable. Nearly. Do you know what I mean? He's what? He's won one, lost one, drawn one. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has. Which for a Lions coach is very impressive. And I just wanted to clarify: we're not saying he's a bad coach by any means, but it's just. You know the Chiefs are obviously not benefiting from this at all because they're zero and f- uh, zero and five with a twenty yeah. twenty negative twenty seven point differential between you know other games. It doesn't like that game was that could have been the game to be like all right look at we you know we we def- we beat these boys pretty well let's you know try and progress from here now that was as a team one of the worst losses you could have from being so far up that's going to be very tough to recover from mentally. You know, for uh, yeah. next week, do you know what I mean? Or, 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 I don't think they're playing next week, are they? No, they are. They're playing the Blues, so that's going to be zero and six. 
But I just I don't think that this this collapse can fall on Gatland. I think like the, the team just fell apart. Mistakes were being made individually. I think that they're just so fucking devout, devoid of any confidence. Like, you know, they were up. They were up by what was it, 31 7 at one stage? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The team was playing well and playing that, and then they just completely fell apart on the pitch. And Gatlin's not on the pitch. Those players yeah, but you very, know sports, Sam. Sports, it always comes back to the coach. And you know that. And I know it's not fully, but it's always there. He's the leader. He's the talisman up, you know, as a, as the leader of the team. He has to take some brunt of this. And yeah, he's, taking, actually, he's, he's going to take a bit of brunt, but I just don't think that he could take the brunt for that. Like, I think that this, this Super Rugby Arter League is so out of the blue for him, out of nowhere, that it's so hard to introduce anything. Like, if he has a long-term plan that has included... The, what was supposed to be this Super Rugby season next season they definitely have a plan in place for what was going to happen he wasn't going to leave it vacant he was, there was a long term plan that included that and this is throwing it all in the works like it's a big massive spanner in the works I think falling apart on the pitch the way they did can't like you can't blame it if you're planning long term don't take the Lions gig I know that's obviously very not hard not to do it's the Lions but if you know it's very tough to do that and then feck off for a year not the feck off, he's going to do the Lions, but you know what I mean. It's not ideal. But that's what I mean with his long term planning. Like, he has, he definitely got a plan in place that included. Yeah, but it's his not the same, away. though. It's not, the, you know, it's not going to be the same. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You don't, you don't know how that's going to be, though. Like, you don't know if he has, like, if he has a plan in place that includes a good number two that's coming in and doing exactly what he wants, building from there. Like, that, that's, that's all definitely planned out already. And this has just thrown that completely because. They don't know what their league looks like next year. So that's going to be a whole other thing of plan, like a whole other plan to come up with that. Yeah. What do you think, Westy? I think, like, it's worth mentioning that we mentioned before that, um, like, Chiefs were having a hard time scoring. Like, they're having a hard time scoring tries. And you can, you can look at it all you want. You can say, Jesus, they scored four tries in 50 minutes. But then they went half an hour without putting a single point on top of that. And I think, I think that is a player issue. And I think the funny thing, well, that I see in the media is a lot of this is coming down on Sam Kane, and I have to say, I, I agree with a lot of it. Like I, 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 I don't think he's been impressive since he got back. Um, and now the criticism I'm seeing is whether he's up to the task of being New Zealand captain, mm. and that's a different story, right? It's, it is a completely different story because it's a different setup. But, but for a, a lovely offload for I think it was Bashir's try, yeah. like he literally like he's warned, he's told. Uh, at one point, he's told if there's one more infringement at the breakdown, someone's going off. And he says, yeah, and goes and talks to his players. And then he infringes the breakdown and gets sent off. Like, it's, you know, it's I think, I think Sam makes a point that, like, you, you can blame Gatlin if you want. They have systems that aren't working. They obviously changed something this week and, like, it imploded on the pitch. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, it's, it's definitely, it's just a tough time to be a cheese fan. It's a tough time to be... Yeah, in any way involved the Chiefs, but uh, you know I'm sure they will turn around. But as I said, they're traveling to play the Blues this week away from home. I don't think it's going to be this weekend personally. But again, we'll see. With the Blues are on a two two game losing streak too. On Saturday though, we have Hurricanes versus Crusaders. I love a good Saturday game because we get to watch it properly. We don't get to you know see this highlights or this the late game. That's going to be a crack. Hurricanes at home. This is going to be a real test now. How good are the Hurricanes? Let's see it now. Uh, what do we think, Wesley? Give us a little prediction there. Um, I think they're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> nah. How can you say something so controversial? 
Uh, it's, a, it's a hot take. It's a hot take. I'm, I'm about the hot takes Spicy tonight. Hot takes that one. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be another another dominant win for the Crusaders, or will they be will they, will they have to work for this one? Yeah, so it's it's, it's away, isn't it? It's in it's yeah. in Christchurch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's Crusaders at home. Oh, I have it here. It's Hurricanes are away at home. Okay, apologies. Maybe I got my information wrong. Yes, yeah, Crusaders are at home. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. My bad, my bad. God, Steve, get your facts right. You criticize my prediction and you don't even know where the game is at. I was talking to Jordy and he said we're playing at home next week. Sorry, sorry. Sam should know. He's, he's on the squad. Look, I know what you're saying about like Hurricanes. You know, they weren't a million miles away when they played Crusaders however many months, weeks ago. Basking in the glory of this wonderful combination, I think the Crusaders get they got like two tries in the last ten minutes yeah. and kind of pulled yeah. away. Um, and look, they have a wave of momentum, but have you like, can you honestly sit there and say you've seen any way of beating the Crusaders yet? Because I, I haven't, uh, and I've been trying. I wanted some, to lose some so sort of uh, some sort of like a stomach bug that just gets the whole team. Short of, short, of inject, short of bringing COVID back to Christ. Yeah, <laughs> which touch wood, we obviously hope doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, I would probably yeah, I'd agree. Sam, as a Hurricane supporter and slash player, what do you think? I think uh, like beating the Crusaders looks like the impossible task at the moment. Uh, much like playing against Leinster this year has looked like the impossible task. But I think Hurricanes are on a really good crest of the wave momentum wise some of the players were just playing out of their skin at the weekend if they continue that on you know what we've seen with crusaders in every game really has been just like utter dominance in by they haven't broken a sweat and then when they've needed to they put the gas on and like pulled away uh i want to see hurricanes i want to see them run hard at it try and put you know a score or two between them get a little bit of a lead like your know, karifi artis via Lomapi running the way he was doing, like how good was your man uh, Umaga Jens? I thought he was. Yeah, yeah he was. Well, and he's he's an absolute specimen. He looks about seven foot tall. Like he was catching basketball passes and everything. Like so, it's a great name as you, well. If you really come out, if you really come out the traps and try and actually get a little bit of pressure onto uh, Crusaders and get you know more than a score between them to see how they react because they haven't been tested that way yet. They've been so in control. They've been behind by a couple of points and then they've just gone. Nah, here we go. Off, off. Yeah. In the Audi A6 on the motorway, overtaking the little <laughs> the little Toyota Corolla. <laughs> oh, shots fired, Westy. Shots fired. How dare you? How dare you speak about Janice that way? Janice. <laughs> Westy just but, briefly uh, bought a car for context, <laughs> which happens to be a Toyota Corolla. It's uh, no, it's an extremely tough ask, but I do think that you know at the moment, Kane's playing the way they are, getting the good win over Blues, like Barrett playing out of his skin. They all have confidence. It's the best time to be playing against them, I guess, is what I'm saying, really. So I do. I'm holding out hope. I think it's an extremely tough ask, but I'm going to hold out hope. Yeah, like actually, a good point that you make. It's it's almost like a microcosm for beating the All Blacks, right? And what kind of what you say about beating the All Blacks is you have to be three scores ahead with ten minutes to go, yeah. have a chance. If if you if you can do that against Crusaders, good luck. Simple. Um, just just score three tries <laughs> and then hold three. out for just, 60 just, minutes. You know what? It's actually really simple. You just have to score more points yeah. than the other team. I was thinking <laughs> that when you talk about Gatland, you know, it was number two for that middle year. It's going to be like, you know, the Father Ted big chalkboard. <laughs> win a game. <laughs> it's going to be in the big letters. Uh, second game on Sunday is Blues versus Chiefs. And the Blues are at home, if I'm not mistaken this time. Uh, Blues are at home. Uh, and I... I, I I think this is an ideal game for the Blues after a two-game losing streak. 
uh, really bounce back. Hopefully, again, a pretty good game for Dan Carter. If we do see him, hopefully we do. Because Chiefs, I think they're going to be... Because I said, as I said, that was a really tough loss mentally to come back from. Yeah. So I think they're not going to be in any any mood to bounce back. But maybe they'll prove me wrong. But Westy, what do you think? Blues, Chiefs? Um, I got I got to stick with I got to stick with my boys, the Blues. Um, I think Blues at home. You know, I, I just I, I I don't see anything in Chiefs that suggests that they they can hold on to a lead to win a game really. Like I know I said last week that the Highlanders weren't clinical enough, and then there they go and steal it to win from the death against the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> but no, I think look, there's a couple of injuries around the Blues. We'll know a bit more when the squad comes out in a day or two. Um, but I, I mean, I think, I think they've had two tough but close losses over the last few weeks. Um, so I don't see any reason why they can't pick up, dust themselves off, and, and take it to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. If we, if we were going to, if it was away for the Blues, I, I think Chiefs might be able to rattle them. You know, but in Auckland, I don't think so. Sam, yes, it's so hard to look past the Blues for this one. Really, uh, I'm just going to, for devil's advocate reasons, just kind of say the Chiefs have the chance now to, if they can show what they showed at the weekend in the first half, play as well as they did, uh, keep playing, maybe attack that kind of, we don't know who's going to be a 10. It could be Bowden, it could be Dan Carter. It's definitely not going to be a terrible black. I've, I've seen reports that that neck injury is going to be a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, if they can attack that kind of indecisiveness, uncertainty in terms of positions, like Bowden's been playing, and I presume training exclusively as a 15 for the last while, uh, you know, get a few scores and then just not capitulate, it could be a completely different game. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it'll be a Blues show. Like, Blues Blues are a very, very good team that'll want to make a statement. You know, two losses in a row is tough for them. But, uh, you know, just for the sake of argument, if you want, if the Chiefs can play the way they did in the first half and not the way they did in the second half, it could be a very good game and much tighter than the, like, you know, league table would suggest. Yeah. But, as a wise man once said, you'll never beat the Chiefs six times in a row. Just will not happen. Uh, <laughs> well, the, Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs are currently six six games. Uh, they've lost six because they lost their last one before the COVID lockdown. It's the first time since 1998 that they've lost six in a row. Oh, well, as the wise man once said, in the same competition, you'll never beat them six times in a row. So <laughs> it's all good. Uh, on that note, well, I think we'll leave it there, boys. Thanks as always. Uh, we look forward to next week. Well, hopefully, you never know. We might be reporting on a Chiefs win. Um, which will be a momentous occasion. Uh, yeah, I know. I I wanted to Actually, happen at this stage. In January, hot take for you. In oh. January, Chiefs beat Blues in Auckland, thirty-seven twenty-nine. That seems like a long time ago now, though, Westy. That's a yeah. long time ago now. <laughs> uh, Cavan won the All Ireland in nineteen fifty-six. Aon fifty-one. Yeah. Woo. GA talk. You never know what's going to happen next on the Master Num podcast. Uh, thanks, lads. As always, follow us um, on all social media: Twitter at none underscore podcast, uh, everything else: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Master Num podcast. Uh, and yeah, thanks, lads. We'll see you next week. Check it out.